Welcome to this new life podcast. It is our desire that you learn all of the benefits of the abundant life that you have in Jesus Christ, so you can live your life to its fullest. Listen and be encouraged. Amen. There is a stirring in my heart with regards to seeing. Everybody say, see what God sees. Amen. One more time, see what God sees. And let me start with that verse. It's just so powerful. Revelation chapter 4, verse 1 to 2. After this, I looked and behold, a door standing open in heaven. The first voice which I heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here and I will show you what must take place after this. Aren't you glad? Amen. Aren't you glad that we have eyes to see beyond the natural? Amen. Aren't you glad that we, you know, He's calling us up and we have access to the higher realm? Amen. The natural realm is quite confusing, right? Where we're at right now, it's crazy, it's uh, difficult, it's hard. But you know what? You and I, we're, we have access to the higher realm. That's why the Spirit of God is asking us to come up, to come up. Don't stay there. Look up. Move up. Amen. Come up to, the, to, the, to that place. And the beautiful thing is when you come up, you only see one person. You don't see your problems. You don't see the confusion. You don't see the lack. You don't see the, the disease. You see, don't see the judgment. You see the person, one person, the one seated on the throne. That's what happens when we look up. That's what happens when we know, amen, that there is an invitation and we heed to that invitation. So I tell you, new life, look up, amen, stand up. And begin to allow the Spirit of God to take you. Don't be left behind. Amen. God is wanting to bring us to heights, to different, a different level. This is our year to arise. Can someone say amen? So in every situation, there is an invitation. In every situation, there is an invitation to see who God is, to see what He has done and to see what He is doing today and to see who we are becoming in Him. To see our identity, you know, become unfold, you know, for us to discover who we are in Him. And as we see Him, we will never be the same. Do you believe that? As we see Him, we will never be the same. You know, my desire is for all of us to live with the eternity, with eternity in mind. Amen. To see not just in the, in the natural, in the, in, the, in the current, but to see not just the temporary, but the, etern the eternal, to see the answers and the solutions in the midst of the crisis. Amen. To see others as God sees them. And also to see ourselves as God sees us in Christ. That's our desire. That's my desire. You know, as we talk about eyes to see, what, you know, the title today is See What God Sees. Let me start with Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16 to 20. You've heard this prayed. You've heard this, you know, uh, in other sermons. But I just want to emphasize certain things here. Let's start with verse 16. This is uh, the Apostle Paul's prayer, okay? And then he says, these are spiritual prayers. Verse 16, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, this is in the Amplified. This is good. I always pray that the God of our Lord Jesus, the Father of glory, may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Among you want that. But think about it. He gives you and He desires for you to have a spirit of wisdom and revelation for what? To see Him. Think about that. It's not just to live life, 
but to see Him. Right among you know, because when you see Him, then you can live life the way He wants for you to live. So the wisdom and the knowledge He gives to you is so that we will see Him more. We will see Him clearly. All right? Amplified says that that gives you a deep and personal and intimate insights. Wow. Into the true knowledge of Him, for we know the Father through the Son. An intimate, deep, and personal knowledge into Him. A true knowledge of Him. How long you want that? Amen. There's a hunger in the body of Christ for what is authentic, what is real. And what's happening right now is God is wanting us to see what is, what is important, what is important in life, what is the priority of our lives. And so when wisdom comes, He shows us what is important, who is important, Him, Him. That's why there was a song that was sung many, many years ago, Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you, right? I want to see you. And then it says, to see you high and lifted up, shining in the light of glory. Well, uh, yeah, but to see you holy, 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 right? So to see Him, open the eyes to see Him. Because when you see Him, you see what you need, the answers to what you need. Amen. When you see Him, He brings everything that we need when you see Him. Come on. Verse 18, And I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center and the core of your being, may be enlightened, flooded with light by the Holy Spirit. So when you see, what happens? So you will know and cherish the hope, the divine guarantee, the confident expectation to which he has called you. Everybody say called. Called you. So you may see and know and you will cherish the hope to the divine what? Expectation, the divine guarantee and expectation to which He has called you. Everybody say past tense. He has called you. All right? Continue. Verse 9, uh, continue with this verse. And the riches of His glorious inheritance in the saints... So He has called you and has given you a rich inheritance. Verse 19, and so that you will begin to know, ano pa? And what? What the immeasurable, unlimited, surpassing greatness of His active spiritual power is in us who believe. So He has called you. He has given you hope. He has given you a glorious inheritance. And then He's telling you, you have an immeasurable, unlimited, surpassing greatness, active spiritual power in you. In you. Now, my point is, all these things are already given. It's already given to you and to me. It's already given by Christ to the church. What do we need to do? See it. We're not coming, you know, it's not just, it's not about us wanting fullness. It's already given to us. All we need to do is begin to operate, see it, be aware of it, and begin to operate in the now, in the fullness that was given to you and to me. He gives you His fullness now. 
and He expects for us to live from that place. Amen? He gives to us His fullness now, His completeness now. You know, Colossians tells us, Colossians chapter 2, verse 9 to 10, for in Him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, Christ, right? Verse 10, and you are complete in Him who is the head of all principality and power. So you have in the Spirit, God has made you complete. Pastor, how come other people, if I am complete and other people are complete in Christ, why is that we're not walking in the completeness? Because many people don't see it yet. Amen? That's why teaching needs to, to happen. So that eyes to see, that we frequent the place of the Spirit so that we will know. There's a heightened awareness, I believe, in the Spirit that God's desire for us to see what He wants us to see, especially in these crazy times. What do you have? You have the amazing power. What do you have? You have glorious riches. What do you have? You have been called for a purpose. Come on. Everything is given already in Christ. Another verse that will add to this thought, 2 Peter 1, 2 to 10 in the New Living Translation. Are you guys okay? May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. Verse 3, by His divine power, God has given. Everybody say given. God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received. Everybody say receive. If it is given, what do you need to do? Receive it. So we have received all of this by coming to know Him, the one who has called us to Himself by means of His marvelous glory and excellence. And because of His glory and excellence, He has given, again, that word given us, great and precious promises. What are these? Your, the Word of God, right? Your promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature, and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Can I read? Continue to read because it really is so good. Okay, so now we're seeing here that God has given us everything already. It is a gift. Everything that we need to live life, you know, to the fullest. Everything that we need to live life in a godly way. Come on. Our part is to receive that. And then look at verse 5. You see this? In view of all this, make every effort to what? Everybody say respond. What do you do with what, what, uh, what, do you do with what was given to you? You use it. You respond to it. It has been given. Now, what has been given based on these verses? It's so good. Look at this. Make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence. That's goodness, okay? And moral excellence with knowledge. And knowledge with self-control. And self-control with patience endurance. And patience endurance with godliness. And godliness with brotherly affection. Brotherly affection with love for everyone. What is this? What are you pointing at, Pastor Giselle? Everything is already given. Just like if you are into baking. You know, my daughter is into baking. 
So she has all the ingredients and all she needs to do is what? Add. 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 Everything has been given to us. We just need to see it. And we need to respond to it by us now partnering with God and taking on self-control and putting faith, add a little faith, more on self-control, self-control, patience, all of these things, right? Patience, endurance, godliness, godliness, brotherly affection, all of these things already given to us. Now, verse 8, the more you grow like this, use what was been given, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 9, but those who fail to develop in this way are what? Short-sighted. Okay, I don't want to be short-sighted, especially in these times. Short-sighted means closing his spiritual eyes. Again, in the Amplified, I'm borrowing from the Amplified. Closing his spiritual eyes to the truth. That's being short-sighted. You're robbing yourself of what you already, what was given to you in Christ. Amen. And then it says here, verse 9 again, focus on verse 9. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or even blind. What are we talking about? We want to see what God sees. And he's saying to you, I've already given. Ladies and gentlemen, focus on what, all, what has already been given. Focus on what God has given to you in Christ. Focus on who He is in your life. Focus on the revelations and the promises that you have in Christ. Sometimes we're just, you know, distracted and so concerned about what we do not have. So concerned about the things around us, and rightly so. But God is saying to us, focus on what has been given. Come on. All right? And then it says here, verse 9, you have been short-sighted this way. For those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting what, that they have been cleansed from their old sins. What is that? That's new creation. Amen? You forgot, you've forgotten that I am a new creation, that you are a new creation in Christ. Your new identity in Christ. Come on. Then verse 10, so dear brothers and sisters, work hard. Work hard with what? The things that have been given to you. To prove, to show that you really are among those who, who has called, God has called and chosen. Do things and you will not or never fall away. Now, let me say this is not about salvation. This is about bearing fruit. This is about Christian living. Okay? So if you do not use what God has given to you, if you do not open your eyes to see what God has given to you, then you miss out on certain things in life. Amen? I don't want to miss out. I don't know about you. Amen? I want what God has for me. Amen? I want what God has for me. I want what God has for me and my family. Come on. Everybody say given. Amen? It's already been given. Amen? So see what we need. You know, see that what we need is already given. Let me point this out. Learn to focus on what was already given. When you're facing sickness, what has already been given based on the cross? When you're facing lack, what has already been given? Come on. If you're facing like fear and uncertainty, ano na bang nabigay ni God para sa atin? 
focused on the cross, the greatest demonstration of His giving, the cross. Amen. I said this yes, not, uh, last Sunday that God speaks to us in the present with our future in mind. That is a big revelation to me, that God speaks to Giselle with the future in mind. So He's going to call me, you know, based on my future, based on my emerging destiny. He's going to call me strong when I am weak. Amen. He's going to call me blessed when I am living in, 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 in challenges, in challenging in times with it, when it comes to provision. What happens when you begin to see what God sees, something rises up within you, and you become, what? You overcome the challenges that are facing you. Amen? So God speaks to you today in the presence with your future in mind. Come on. Amen. So there is an invitation for us to live from this natural realm. Amen? Because we can't operate in the kingdom. We can't operate in the kingdom if we do not know the kingdom. Right? It's just like, I love basketball, playing basketball with football rules. Can you do that, Mon? Steven, can you do that? Oh, you can do that? <laughs> Man, so how can you do that? It's just like in the kingdom, God is saying, this is how I operate. So he's calling us, come up, change the rules. Amen. Change the way you, you do things so that you can operate in this level. Come on. Come up. Come up, everybody. And you know what? When you look at Jesus, Jesus is always teaching the disciples to have a paradigm shift, to think differently, to think outside of the box, to see solutions, to think, you know, solutions instead of problems. A paradigm shift is an important change that happens when the usual way of thinking or doing is replaced by a new way of thinking and doing. And we need to have a paradigm shift, to live from the supernatural, not just from the natural. Amen. To have a change of mindset, all right? To, to challenge what we're seeing right now in the natural with the supernatural. Come on. Amen. You know what? Let me give, give you a story. The reason why I wear glasses, it started with Mylene and I. We were dating. Okay? We were dating. And Mylene said, I don't know if she remembers this. She said to me, you know what, Giselle? You look good when you wear glasses. <laughs> I was wearing them for vanity. Para lang for me to look good, for me to look cute. So I remember, this is what she said, you are more handsome when you wear more. The stress is the more. More. <laughs> so you know what? I said, wow. My, 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 my girlfriend then said, wow, okay, I'll start wearing glasses. Okay? And now, after a few years, a few years, now... Wearing glasses, it's not a vanity, it's now a necessity. Kailangan ko na. Alright? It's not just for me to look good. Alright? And I asked my children, do I look good without glasses or with glasses? All of them, well, the two of them said with glasses. Okay. So, what, what my point is this. Before, I was wearing glasses for vanity. So that, I, you know, picture of when I'm with Mylene, pa-cute ako. 
But now, it's a necessity. My point is, it's not an option anymore, my friends, to change lenses. It's a necessity that we need to see with eyes to see what God has in store for you and for me. Amen? Amen. I love, you know, miracles in the Bible, but one, if not the most favorite miracle of the Bible in the, in the Gospels for me is the feeding of the 5,000. It is so significant that you can find it in all the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And Okay? So it's so significant that it's there. So there's two feeding, the feeding of the 5,000 and the feeding of the 4,000, all right? And we can find this in Mark 6. Are you still okay? I want you to see now how God approaches a situation, okay? How He sees differently. Mark 6, verse 34, And when He went ashore, He saw a great crowd, and He had compassion on them. Because they were like sheep without a shepherd and began to teach them many things. First thing that you need to see is, for you to see what God sees, you need to see His nature. He's loving and He's compassionate. I love this, that He knows our needs. Jesus saw the crowd and He knew the need of the people. All right? He knew what they need. Do you know that God knows what you need? When you need it and what you need it. What you need what you need, all right? He knows it. And we think that, you know, this is what I need, but really that's not what we need for the present. So what he's saying here is, you know, we need to see first the nature, the nature of God. The miracle is about provision, food, right? We see that. But what we're doing here is we're seeing that God knows your need. And people need a shepherd. He said this, wow, you need to teach them about the shepherd. You need, we need to see who God is in our lives, all right? And so, first and foremost, we need to see who he is. Jesus said, you know, he was demonstrating that I can see, you know, that they need compassion. So, this is the first thing that I want you to see based on this uh, story. Verse 35 and when it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place, and the hour is now late. Send them away and go into the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. Verse 35, he answered them, Give them something to eat. All right? Now, can you see the, the contrast here? The disciples are thinking, send them out, so that, send them away so that they can buy food. Jesus is saying, give them something to eat. Everybody say stretch. <laughs> if you're a disciple of Jesus, all right, you're going to be stretched to see beyond the natural. The natural thinking is we cannot feed them. There's so many, right, 5,000 people, more than 5,000 because they're counting only the men. So you're talking about 15 even to 20,000 people. How can we feed them, all right? But Jesus said, no, 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 give them, hindi she, no, give them. Jesus did not say, I will give them something to eat. He's saying to the disciples, give them. If you were the disciples, you're going to say, what? What? So that's why I said, stretch. You know what? When you follow God, there will be times that you're going to be uncomfortable. 
if not many times. <laughs> okay? So stretch. So the disciples were given an invitation to have a paradigm shift. We often see the problem or the demand. If you go to John, uh, the uh, commentary also, the, the parallel verse in, in chapter 6 of uh, John, it says, verse 7, Philip answered, 200 denarii or 200 days wages worth of bread is not enough for each one to receive a little. He says that this is so impossible. 200 days of wages worth is not enough for each one to receive even a little. So Philip was looking at the demand. He was looking at the problem. Now, Andrew came in and he said, Andrew said, verse 9, there is a little boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are these for so many people? So he was not looking, not just looking at the demand or the problem, they were looking at what they had. And you know what? Many people are like that. Many Christians are like that. They're looking at the problem and they're looking at what they had, what they have in the present. But God is saying, give them something to eat. God is saying, step out of the boat. God is saying, regardless of what you have, regardless of what problem you're facing, I am with you. I am with you. Amen? So in every situation, there is an invitation for us to see what God sees. In every situation, there is an invitation for us to see what God sees. The world thinks logical. God is full of wisdom. Right? You know, sometimes it's unreasonable, but God sees beyond the logic. Amen? He's wise. He's righteous. He's loving. He's powerful. He's a miracle worker. Come on. Amen. So when we begin to see that, then, wow. And we know the story. Let's continue verse 37. And he answered them, you give them something to eat. And they said to him, shall we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? Verse 38. And he said to them, how many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they found out, they said, five and two. Five and two fish. Okay, all right. Let me say this, five and two, just like our cafe, five and two. Think about this, little is much when God is in it. Little is much when God is in it. Do you have limited capacity right now? You know, we're in lockdown, the businesses are, my business has closed, you know. I don't know what's going to happen in the future and all, blah, 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 and all of these things, and rightly so. Many people are going through a lot, but God is saying and encouraging us, wait a minute, wait a minute, there's something beyond this. See beyond, see beyond, amen? Little is much when God is in it. God wants to shatter our small size expectations and to see what He can do if we learn to bring what was already been given. You know, look at what has been given. Then bring it to Jesus. And He'll take care of it. Come on. Ano ba binigay sa inyo? What has already been given? Hope? Faith? The little that you have? Then God is going to give you instructions. He's going to give you instructions. And you know what? Most of the time, 
the instructions will be not about you. It's about others. Give them something to eat. You thought that, you know, Pastor, this is enough for us. And why am I going to give this away? See what God sees. He sees beyond. He sees others. And then the moment you trust Him and say, and say just like the lad, the boy, right? Five loaves and two fish. This is what I have. And you're wanting me to give it to Jesus? And so Jesus, of course, takes it. And what happens? You know the story. But He's encouraging you and I right now, don't be limited with what you have. Do not be limited with what you have. The scarcity of your resources, give it to Jesus. Give it to Jesus. Amen? God will use these ordinary things to create something extraordinary. But the question is, are you willing to give it up? Are you willing to trust and see what God wants to see, for you to see? Amen? The second thing, and I'm, I'm going to close in a bit, all right? The second thing, and I have three points, but this is good. The second thing is, see what God sees. What is the first thing? Who He is. He's loving, He's compassionate. The second thing, He sees solutions than, uh, he, he, than the problem. Verse 39, He commanded them all to sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups by hundreds and by fifties, and taking the five loaves and two fish, he looked up to heaven. I love this passage. I love this passage. You know, hindi to naluluma sa akin. Amen? Ah, I tell you, he looked up to heaven. He took what, he, you know, the boy uh, has given him. He looked up to heaven, demonstrating a paradigm shift, and said a blessing. Wow, he spoke a blessing and broke the loaves and gave it to the disciples to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all, and they all ate and were satisfied. What is he saying to us? He wants us to see the answers and the solutions more than the problem. He demonstrated that by looking up to heaven. Amen? And then he spoke a blessing. Because the moment you look up to heaven, you see the answer. And then you begin to speak the blessing. You begin to speak the answer. You begin to speak the solution. You begin to see, speak the healing. You begin to speak the protection in Jesus' name. Amen. So there should be a paradigm shift. Look up. Look up. Amen. And then when you look up, then your eyes are going to change. Amen. You're going to behold Him and then you're now able to speak a blessing. What are you looking at right now? Are you looking up or are you looking down? Are you looking sideways? Are you looking at the government? Are you looking at the governments? Are you looking at the future? Are you looking at people? Are you looking up? We need to look up. Amen. Everybody, body of Christ, new life, it's time to look up. Look up because the solution is not on the left or to the right. The solution is up, up there. And He wants to give it to you. He wants to give it to you. And He wants for you to speak it. Speak the solution. This is what has been, what, what have been, we have been doing for the past months or year, you know, year and a half going to in this pandemic. We've been declaring what we see. Declaring hope. 
declaring love, declaring faith, declaring bold with boldness. We're declaring answers. Keep on speaking, changing the atmosphere with your words by looking up and seeing the provision that God has for us. How do you look up? Look at, look at the Word. Amen. Look at Jesus. Look at who He is, what He's done, and who we are in Him. And the third thing, I want, I want you to see this. The third thing that you need to see. Okay? See what God sees. The first is who He is. God is loving. He's wanting to give us compassion and love. The second thing is He's the God of solutions. Amen? He's all about wanting to do things in our lives. And number three, God always gives us an invitation to partner with Him. We can be part of the solution for we have access to the very supply that He wants to give to you. Diba? Isn't it cool that Jesus used the disciples? He partnered with the disciples because everybody look at this. He could have just snapped His fingers and said, boom, food all around. Right? But He used the disciples. He broke it and gave it to the disciples. He broke it and gave it to the disciples. Where was the uh, miracle happening? In His hands, in Christ. So He broke it, gave it to the disciples, right? You know why? Because first and foremost, the disciples need to see that the supply comes from Him. So even them, they give it, they give it, they go back to Jesus. Jesus, God, Jesus gives more. And I give it, I give it. What is our role in this pandemic? We give. We give to people. We give hope. We give prayers. We give life. We give love. We're going to launch a campaign very soon. You are loved. We're going to tell people about the love of God. Amen. Towards Christmas, amen, before the end of the year, that we are going to touch a lot of people by just saying to them and demonstrating to them, you are loved. Amen. God is going to use you. He's going to, Jesus, you give to me, and this is not just for me, this is for others. So the disciples give it to them, okay? And then, of course, then go back to Jesus. The dependence, He wants us to depend on Him. He wants us to see that we need Him in all areas of our lives. In this way, the disciples had to trust the Lord for everything they distributed. They could only give as they received. Amen. They can only give as they received. Who among you have received much? Well, Pastor, I... No, you need to see beyond the natural and begin to see in the Spirit what God wants for you to see. Five and two. <laughs> Five and two. God has given you so much. Amen? Let me end with this. God is stretching our faith. He's wanting us to follow His leadings. He's wanting us to step out. He wants us to see that when we carry His heart, we change the circumstance. We change the situations all around us. He looked up and he spoke a blessing. And then miracle begin to happen. Amen. You need to see miracles in your life? Better look up. Amen. Look up what God has given, who he is, what he has done, and who we are in him. And begin to walk in the things that you are seeing. I pray that for each and every person in this room. 
today, but those who are watching in Jesus' name. God's desire is for you to see His heart for the world, God's heart for the nations, and God's heart for the times that we're living in. It must be evident in His church. And I believe it's time for us to see more and more of His heart. You and I, we have this privilege. Everybody look at me one last time. You and I have this privilege that we can be God's instrument of hope, of life, of love to the people all around us. Amen? And as we want that, God is going to change the way we see things with regards to our personal lives and even the things or the people around us. Did you get anything out of this? Amen? Everybody put your hand in your heart right now. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for this word. I thank you, Lord God, that you are speaking to each and every one of us. Father, I thank you, Lord God, that you have given things to us already because of the new creation that happened when the moment we received Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Today, help us to have eyes to see, to see what you see, that you are a God who is compassionate and loving, that you are a God of solutions, that you are a God who wants us to partner with you. Because in the process, Lord, as we partner with you, we are changed. I thank you, Lord, that there is a shift that is happening in the way we see our natural, that we see things beyond the natural and begin to see the eternal. I thank you, Lord God, that lives are being transformed even right now because the eyes are a doorway to our heart. And so when the eyes, our eyes see light, then there will be light in our situation. I speak eyes to open in Jesus' name. I speak eyes to, to be flooded with revelation light in the name of Jesus. I pray that for you online. I pray that for the people on site. I pray that for the church. I thank you, Lord God. The days that we're living in, it's going to be full of light because we see what you want us to see. And out of that, there will be actions, there will be demonstrations, there will be miracles and breakthroughs, there will be healings and miracles. They're just going to be heaven on earth as your body begins to see your purposes for such a time as this. I speak the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord makes His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lifts up His countenance on you and give you and your family shalom. Nothing missing and broken in your life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Everybody, let's thank the Lord for just this word. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Before I go, let me just invite people. Maybe this is the first time to attend a service like this. Or maybe you're online. You know what? It all starts by us looking to Jesus and accepting Him as our Lord and Savior, opening our hearts to say to Him, God, I need you in my life. I'm going to pray a prayer of accepting the Lord today. And if it is your first time to hear something like this and you want Jesus to have a, for you to have a relationship with Him, pray this prayer from your heart. Can you pray? Follow this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord, my Savior today. Thank you 
as I speak with my mouth and believe in my heart, I know I am safe. Thank you for the new creation, for the new life that I have in you. In your name I pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for joining us today. We believe that God's powerful word can bring a change in your situation and transform your life. So we encourage you to share this message to your family and friends so they too can know of the new life that God has for them. If you prayed to receive Jesus for the first time or was simply blessed by this message, we invite you to connect with us. Follow us on Facebook at newlife.ph, Instagram at newlife underscore ph, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, New Life Media PH. You can also email us at connect at newlife.ph. We will be so glad to hear from you. To support the ministry, please visit newlife.ph slash alabang slash give. Your generosity is greatly appreciated. God bless you.